Alright, we are back, and it is week three in the NFL, week two for Wagers Ragers. Week one, we took a bow, because week one is always a crapshoot. You need a little bit of data to kind of get started for the season, so we started in week two, but this is week three of the NFL, and again, we are Wagers Ragers coming to you from the Garden State, the great state of New Jersey, co-hosting, as always, Joshua J.T. Buckner and John the Hedgehog Donath. We are here and we are ready to rock and roll for week three. Just a quick, quick, very quick recap of week two. I'm a Jet fan, as all of you know that are out there listening. For first-time listeners, yes, I am a New York Jet fan. Proud, but not proud. Not proud of my green and white that suck every year, but this year was supposed to be the year of the Super Bowl champion Jets. Not going to happen with Aaron Rodgers going out after four snaps. But real quick, Jets won week one somehow, and I thought that was going to be some carryover into week two against the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. Didn't happen. I took the Jets laying nine points. They did not cover that spread. In fact, The defense looked putrid, and Zach Wilson showed up in the fourth quarter like Zach Wilson showed up last year. Terrible. Three picks. They lost. 30-10. to But my other alternative pick was the Kansas City Chiefs. I did not think they were going to go 0-2. In fact, I thought they were going to roll right over the competition against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are an up-and-coming team. They were laying three and a half points, and they covered. Don't want to get into props. Just telling you right now that I – Covered with the Chiefs, thought it was a good bet, turned out to be good. Uh, Jets did not cover the nine points. I know the Eagles, before we uh, recorded our broadcast, Eagles, I believe, covered the line. John, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, How did you do in your second game last week? Uh, I I did okay. I mean, my biggest takeaway from last week was, you know, traditionally one of my favorite bets is quarterback rushing yards. Uh, you can normally get some pretty uh, low lines, I think, and you can probably nail them in in, in one play. I, I hit four out of four on my quarterback rushing props uh, last week. So Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones was my favorite uh, uh, bet of the week last week. So Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones, Dak Prescott, and Zach Wilson all went over on quarterback rushing. Um, I don't have any quarterback rushing props lined up for this week, which is kind of funny. But stay tuned because I know that's something that I'll be looking at as the season goes on. So I will tell you this, I have quarterback rushing props lined up this week. And so let's just dive right into week three. So I'm going to start off with jets. The jet game is at home. It's against new England. And this is a game where if you're not a jet fan or you're not a Patriot fan, you probably don't know the history between the Jets and the Patriots. Well, here's the history. If you're a Patriot fan, it's great. If you're a Jet fan, it's not. The Jets have lost 14 straight games against the Patriots. 14 straight games. The last time they won, Ryan Fitzpatrick was their quarterback. He threw an overtime pass to Eric Decker. On December 27, 2015, 
2015. I mean, that is a memory that, I mean, there are parents out there that are listening to this thinking, wow, my kid's already eight years old by the time the Jets actually won against the Patriots. Well, you, you know what? Here's what happens this week. The Jets are going to win. The Jets are going to win. Not only are they going to win, they're going to cover the line. The line right now, Jets are given two and a half points. Bill Belichick's team comes in 0-2. Guess what? The last time they were 0-2, 2001. Belichick's second year as the head coach of the Patriots, 0-3. I don't even know if they were 0-3 when Belichick was the coach, but guess what? They're going to be 0-3 after this week. Two and a half points. Lay the two and a half. Zach Wilson was a sophomore in high school the last time the Jets won against the Patriots, and Robert Sala was an assistant coach with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, I can't even picture him on the sideline with Jacksonville. But so far, New England has been a pass-happy offense. They have not run the ball, which is not traditional for the Patriots. 67% pass, 33% run. Expect that to change today. I think they're going to give the ball a lot to Stevenson. Right now, he's only got 27 carries, 75 yards. But I really love the Jets this week because the fans were irritated, pissed off, whatever you want to call it, given the fact that they only gave Brees Hall the ball four times last week against Dallas after having a phenomenal game in week one against the Bills. Because right now, the Jets' offense is ranked 29th, and they're only... Six of 23 on third down all season long. This is crazy. But the curse ends to, not today, because today is Saturday, but tomorrow in Jet Life, not Met Life, Jet Life Stadium, Jets over the New England bad boy, think you're great, Patriots. The streak ends now. 14 losses. Nope, we start all over again with a Jet win. Jets win tomorrow. Jets win by more than two and a half points. Lay the two and a half. The over-under is 36. I'm not even touching that because not, not that I think Zach Wilson's going to light it up or Mac Jones is going to light it up, but I'm not going anywhere near the over-under. But i like the Jets to win by at least a field goal tomorrow. So give me the Jets laying two and a half. Three quick props. Brees Hall. He's not just going to get four touches tomorrow. He's not just going to get any, you know, one reception or zero. Nope. Give me his rushing and receiving. 57 and a half. 57 and a half rushing and receiving for Brees Hall. He's perfectly healthy. He bitched and complained last week about the fact that the reason why the Jets lost by 20 points is that he only got four carries. Give me Brees Hall. 57 and a half rushing and receiving. Minus 115 on DraftKings. Give me the quarterback rushing prop, Zach Wilson. Yes, Zach Wilson, who, listen, if this guy doesn't show up tomorrow, I don't think he's going to be the quarterback much longer for the Jets. 13 and a half rushing yards. That's it. That's his rushing prop. Give me Zach Wilson over 13 and a half rushing yards, minus 130. Lay a little extra juice on DraftKings. And finally, give me the kicker prop for New England, Chad 
Ryland. Yes, everyone has heard of Chad Ryland. I haven't. I don't think John has. I don't think anybody has. But the Jet defense is going to bow up, as they say. They're going to stop New England short of scoring touchdowns. It's only one and a half field goals, minus 105 on DraftKings. Give me Chad Ryland over one and a half field goals. Those are my props. That's my take on the Jet game. Jets have to win this game. Have to win this game if they have any, any thoughts of making the postseason. John, quick thought on the Jet-New England game. Does it continue? Does it go to 15 straight losses? Or do the Jets come out victorious? I'm sorry, my friend. I think this has Patriots win written all over it. I would take the Patriots. I would lay the two and a half on the road at New York, at New Jersey. Uh, I watched the Patriots uh, against the Eagles. The defense is legit. Uh, The offense is solid now. Uh, with the new offensive coordinator, um, I think the the Patriots team is much better than their record shows. Uh, like I said, that defense is tough. I think this has and Mac Jones is playing more like he did his first year as opposed to last year. So I like the Patriots to win this game outright. I like them to cover the two and a half. Um, I did look at the Zach Wilson uh, quarterback rushing of 13 and a half. Uh, and I love that number. Um the only thing is I saw, you know, the Patriots basically bottle up Jalen Hurts. Um, so I could see that sort of happening again. Now, the difference here is obviously the Patriots were geared towards stopping Jalen Hurts on the run. They're not going to be looking for that for Wilson. So uh, I think I like the the Wilson over on 13 and a half rushing yards. But I'm sorry, man. I got to take the Patriots and lay the two and a half. Terrible pick. Terrible, terrible, terrible. <laughs> All right, John, what do we got with the Eagles? Talk to me. The Eagles play on Monday night this week. So the Eagles travel to Tampa Bay uh, to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the post-Tom Brady Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Eagles are laying five on the road, minus 110 on DraftKings. It's a matchup of two 2-0 teams. Now, people probably expected the Eagles to be 2-0 coming off their NFC Championship uh, domination uh, last year. Maybe the Bucks not so much. You know, a lot of people thought the Bucks would be one of the worst teams in the league in the post-Tom Brady hangover era. That has not been the case. The defense has played really well. Baker Mayfield has come in and has sort of found a little sweet spot here with this Tampa Bay team. Uh, a couple of stats here. The Eagles have scored the fifth most points in the league. The Bucks have the third best rushing defense so far. And it's a tale sort of of two teams uh, in different positions. So the Eagles are 2-0, but they have not really played well so far this year. They have not put together a complete game yet. They have not even really put together a complete quarter yet. And on top of that, they're suffering a lot of injury issues that they didn't have last year. They've already lost, you know, before the season began, they lost Zach McPherson for the year. They just lost their starting nickel corner, Avante Maddox, for the year. They were without starting strong safety, Reed Blankenship, and cornerback uh, James Bradbury last week. They've got a bunch of players that are listed as questionable for this week. Uh, hopefully they can get Bradbury and Blankenship back uh, for this game. 
The one thing going in the Eagles' favor is that after beating the Vikings on Thursday night last week, they had 10 days off to prepare for this game and get some players healthy. I think that's going to play in their favor. Uh, another thing the Eagles have been dealing with is they have two brand new coordinators. Jonathan Gannon left to coach the Cardinals in the offseason. He's been replaced by Sean Desai. Shane Steichen, who did a masterful uh, offensive coordinator job last year, has been replaced by uh, Brian Johnson. Now, the good thing is Brian Johnson was already on the staff, so there's some continuity there, but the offense has yet to really get going as far as the passing game goes. Of course, the running game woke up last week. DeAndre Swift had a career day. 175 rushing yards. Overall, I do think the Eagles win this game on the road. I think the 10 days to prepare and get healthy is going to be big for the Eagles. Uh, this line was four and a half uh, a day or two ago, and I liked it a little better then. Five points, though. I still think the Eagles win by six or more. So I'll take the Eagles. I'll lay the five on the road against the Bucs. Uh, and something I don't normally take here is the <clears throat> over-under. I like the over-under here, and I've got it at 45 and a half uh, on DraftKings. Let me just double-check that number real quick. It's actually 46, 46 right now, now yep. at minus 110. I still like it here. Like I said, the Eagles have scored the fifth most points in the league, but neither one of these two uh, passing, defense, uh, passing defenses have been that great. The Eagles have like the second worst passing defense in the league as far as yardage goes. Buccaneers are bottom 10 in passing defense. So I expect the ball to be flying around a little bit in this game. I think that's going to result in a high point total here. The Eagles have uh, games have hit the over so far in both games to start the year. So I like the Eagles lay the five. I like the Eagles. Excuse me. I like to the over to hit over 46 at minus 110 couple of props here i love aj brown over 68 and a half receiving yards minus 120 on DraftKings. so uh aj has not had a great year so far uh he went uh seven for 79 in the first game that's great uh only four for 29 last week but he should have been over uh this number last week he had a long touchdown called back because of a bad penalty by by rashad penny he had a second potential long touchdown not happen because he got interfered with. The flag was never even thrown. And A.J. Brown has been complaining about not getting the ball. I think this is a squeaky wheel game. Squeak, squeak. I think A.J. Brown has a huge game this week against the bottom 10 passing defense of the Bucks. Give me the over on 68 and a half receiving yards for A.J. Brown. Also, Dallas Goddard, his number is the lowest it's been in more than a year. 39 and a half receiving yards at minus 125 on DraftKings. He averaged 58 and a half receiving yards per game last year. Um, and while he had a uh, a quiet uh, week last week, seven for 22, uh, after having an even quieter week in week one, and week one he was open all over the place and Jalen Hurts was just not hitting him. Last week they went to Goddard more often um, he had seven catches overall, only 22 yards because the Vikings were keyed in on him. He's going to break out one of these games. This is going to be it. That 39 and a half number is not that big. So I like that number as well. Last prop I got for you is Mike Evans. Mike Evans and Baker Mayfield have a connection going on right now. Evans went for six for 171 last week. For some reason, I don't know why, his prop is 
only 54 and a half on DraftKings right now. Give me the over on 54 and a half. He's been over on that each of the first two games so far this year. So that's what I've got. I like a good game here. I like a fairly high scoring game. That's why I like the over on 46 points at minus 110. I like the Eagles to win the game outright. Lay the five points. I like the Eagles to win by more than five. And I like A.J. Brown over on 68 and a half receiving yards. Squeak, squeak. I like the over on Dallas Goddard, 39 and a half receiving yards, minus 125. And lastly, I like the over on 54 and a half receiving yards for Mike Evans going against that banged up Eagles secondary. So here's how I see this. And I am on board with you with probably almost everything um, that you have uh, had set forth um, as our Italian friends, much like our, and especially our friend, Mr. Caracosa would say, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a Fugazi team. They're two and zero, but they've beaten the likes of the Chicago bears. 27-17. They've beaten the Minnesota Vikings 20 to 17. They're 2 and 0. They're not for real. The Eagles though, they're for real and although they haven't played well in the first two games, this is the week the Eagles break out and actually show that they are the Philadelphia Eagles, the team that went to the Super Bowl last year. So I am all over the Eagles laying the points this week. My quick props on this game, I love Jalen Hurts to just have a breakout game this week. Yes, is the ball going to fly around the field? Probably. But I also think he's going to rush as well, like he did last year and the year before. So give me Jalen Hurts on the props over 287.5 combo passing and rushing yards. Give me Jalen Hurts over 45.5 rushing yards. And lastly, I am all over Dallas Goddard. I, I thought last week, because I took him over uh, receiving yards on that Thursday night before uh, we uh, broadcast, but I love him this week, over 39 and a half receiving yards. So give me Hertz, combo, passing, rushing, Hertz, rushing, Goddard, over receiving, all overs, all cashes. Give me the Eagles all day uh, this week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. John, you want to uh, lead us into game two? And then I'll finish it up with my second game. All cashes all the time. Nothing but cashes. Nothing but cashes, my friend. Nothing but cashes. And we're going to continue that with the Dirty Birds of Atlanta traveling up to Detroit Rock City. That's right. The 2-0 Atlanta Falcons are heading to Detroit to face the 1-1 Detroit Lions. Surprising 2-0 Atlanta Falcons. I think they're a little bit of a paper tiger here uh, because the Falcons have faced two uh, teams with uh, very young quarterbacks, uh, the Carolina Panthers with rookie Bryce Young, who's not even playing this week. And then the Green Bay Packers, who they beat 25 to 24 last week and Jordan Love. Uh, The Lions, on the other hand, uh, shocked the world uh, and beat the Chiefs, the reigning Super Bowl champions on the opening night of the season. Last week ended up losing uh, 37 to 31 to Seattle. Uh, The Detroit Lions, um, you know, a a team that sort of had like a secondary place in my heart over the years, probably because of their uh, their spot as a Thanksgiving team. That's not the Dallas Cowboys. 
a bit of the uh, off-season darlings for a lot of prognosticators uh, after Jared Goff came in uh, and they made the playoffs last year. Uh, I think they've got something going in Detroit. They've got a little mojo going. Uh, Jared Goff, not a great quarterback, but if you give him time, he can pick you apart a little bit. I like the way that defense is coming to coming together. Hutchinson is is a really great player. Um, they added Chauncey Gardner Johnson in uh in the off season. Uh, they will be without, however, David Montgomery, uh, this week, which will affect my props that I talk about uh, a little bit. Uh, uh, later on the Lions were fifth in scoring last year they're 10th this year and so they're still scoring points um and I really like Atlanta to win this game they are giving only three at home so they're getting just the standard three points that the home team gets I think Detroit wins this game against Atlanta I think they cover I think it's going to be an issue for Atlanta uh that Desmond Ritter uh, in six starts, he's averaging uh, 176 passing yards a game, less than a touchdown a game, and has never won on the road in six starts. So I don't think that changes this week. I think the Lions at home are able to exploit the weakness at quarterback that the Falcons have. So I like the Lions to win the game outright, and I like them to cover the three points, which is minus 118 on DraftKings. couple of props here. First, B. John Robinson. Man, it's rare that a rookie running back can come in and make a massive impact in the NFL. Bijan is one of those guys. I think he is the truth. I think he is a legitimate elite talent at the position. Uh, and I just love watching this guy play. The prop I like for him this week is receiving yards. Receiving yards. Uh, that's 23 and a half receiving yards at minus 125 on DraftKings. Or... 22 and a half receiving yards minus 130 on FanDuel. He went six for seven, uh, excuse me, six for 27 in week one. He caught four passes for 48 yards in week two. He's got a 22% target share, which leads the team, according to Forbes.com of all places. Um, and the Lions give up 537 uh, passing yards per game. So I do expect. Uh, the Falcons to rely on the passing game to Bijan. I expect Ritter to dump it off to Robinson to avoid the Detroit pass rush. So I think Bijan crushes this 23 and a half this week. So I love that one. Second prop I get is another running back receiving prop. So I looked at this one for a little while and I wanted to take the under on Jameer Gibbs uh, 10 and a half rushing attempts, but I think I'm not going to. I think it's just close enough. I think they, they drew this line correct because I, I just have this feeling that people think with Montgomery out that Jameer Gibbs is going to come in and, you know, take over the lot, no uh, pun intended, the lion's share of the rushing work here. And I just don't think the Lions are ever going to do that. I don't think any one running back is ever going to dominate rushing touches. And I don't think Jameer Gibbs is that guy. I just don't. Um, as a matter of fact, I didn't know if he he had seven carries each in the first two games. I was like, has he ever even had over ten and a half in college? I double checked; he did. He was over ten and a half all over the place in college. So that's what sort of influenced me to sort of stay away on the the uh, rushing attempts for Gibbs. I wanted a rushing prop for Craig Reynolds because I think that's the guy who's going to lead the lines and carries this week, but I couldn't find it all on DraftKings. Nothing on FanDuel either. So instead, I'm going Gibbs. Over 
23 and a half receiving yards, but essentially the same prop as Robinson at minus 115 on DraftKings. He's had 39 and 18 receiving yards per game, uh, respectively. But that 18 receiving yards, that was on only two targets. So I think Gibbs uh, will be relied on a little bit more in the passing game this week for the Lions, even if he doesn't have a huge rushing day with Montgomery out. So that's what I got. I like Detroit at home giving the three. I think the Lions will cover the three points, win the game. I like Bijan Robinson to go over 23.5 receiving yards or 22.5 if you want to go on a fan duel. And I like Jameer Gibbs to hit the over on also on 23.5 receiving yards. I am 100% with you on Detroit. I think this is a very up-and-coming team. They probably should have made the playoffs last year. I, Quite honestly, and this is going to bleed into my second game, I don't know how they lost last week at home against Seattle, but although um, Atlanta has won both of their first two games this season, I love Detroit at home laying the three points. So give me the Lions laying three. Again, I think they're going to win the the NFC North. I think they're going to be um, a formidable team this season, especially in the playoffs. And Bijan Robinson, I mean, this guy – John, I mean, you can attest to this. I got the first pick in the Dynasty League that we are both a part of, that you run, and my first pick was Mr. Robinson. Um, And he has shown up in week one and week two and will show up again this week. But my prop on him is not receiving yards. It's not rushing yards. It's the combo rushing and receiving over 97 and a half rushing and receiving yards for Mr. Robinson, not Mrs. Robinson, as the uh, Simon and Garfunkel would say, Mr. Robinson, over 97 and a half rushing and receiving yards. That's my prop on this game. Uh, and I love the Lions to cover this. I, the Falcons are going down, even though, you know, they've been somewhat impressive the first two weeks. I don't think they've really played much of a competition, but that's my spiel sort of speak, on Falcons-Lions. Give me the Lions laying three, and give me Bijan Robinson over 97.5 rushing and receiving yards. All right. My last game this week, and I sort of segued into it with um, my disappointment in the Lions against the Seahawks at home in Detroit. Carolina is going into Seattle this week, and the line right now is 5.5. Seattle laying 5.5 points. Over-under is 42. This weekend, they are celebrating Seattle's 10-year anniversary of their only Super Bowl win. And this is going to be at the expense of not Bryce Young. No, he's out. Andy Dalton is going to feel the pain of the Seattle defense and the lone wolf who is still still there from 10 years ago is Bobby Wagner still playing linebacker for Seattle. He had a one year, little hiatus in 2022 with the Rams, but he's back with the Seahawks and he is going to absolutely annihilate Andy Dalton, who quite frankly, I think he's been washed up for years. He is the backup quarterback at Carolina. So this week, Carolina goes into Seattle Seattle's going to cover that five and a half point uh, line right now that they're laying. 
last weekend, uh, Seattle won in Detroit, as we spoke about before, 37-31 in overtime. And this is the Detroit team that beat Kansas City in Kansas City, the defending Super Bowl champions, who John alluded to before is going to probably cover that line. And I think they're just going to be a good team this year, despite the fact that Detroit has a history of not being a great team. Um, But last year was sort of their coming out party. And this year, I think they're going to make the playoffs and actually do some damage this year. Uh, Last, uh, Geno Smith last weekend, 328 yards passing, two touchdowns, um, but no Shaq Thompson on the defense due to a broken leg that he suffered last week in the game. Um, One of John's uh, probably favorite running backs of the last couple of years, Miles Sanders, is going to be playing in this game, but he's not going to be one of my props. Uh, I love Seattle in this game. They're at home. Carolina's coming in with a backup quarterback, namely Andy Dalton, who is just washed up. So give me the Seattle Seahawks laying five and a half points. I'm staying away from the over-under. Three, three quick props. Geno Smith, great game last week. I'm not going to take his passing prop. I'm going to take his passing and receiving, I mean, I'm passing and rushing combo prop of 271 and a half passing and rushing yards, minus 115 on DraftKings. But again, as I uh, gave you in the Jet game with Zach Wilson, give me Geno Smith over his rushing prop of 16 and a half rushing yards. Again, minus 115 on DraftKings uh, for the rushing prop. And lastly, I love kicker props, as all of you out there that's listened to this podcast before, but it's also give me Eddie Pinheiro over one and a half field goals plus money, plus 130 on DraftKings. Give me Eddie Pinheiro over one and a half field goals on DraftKings. That's what I got on Carolina and Seattle. I love Seattle to just annihilate Carolina. John, any thoughts on this game? I love the Geno Smith rushing prop, 16 and a half. He would have been over that last week, and he averaged 21 and a half rushing yards per game last year. So I love Geno Smith over on 16 and a half rushing yards. Perfect. All right. Before we get into the final third of our podcast, which is always our track of the week, for all of you that have listened to this podcast for the last five years, quick, quick, quick. It's Saturday. And so I got three quick, uh, and I know I've said quick probably about seven times, but quick for the eighth time, college football nuggets. Let's go Utah at home. Makes it less quick. PLA, laying three and a half points. Love the Utes. Love the Utes. Shout out to Mark Waters out in Utah. Give me the Utah Utes laying three and a half against UCLA at home. Two road favorites. Duke, which has been skyrocketing through the rankings. Give me Duke against UConn. And UConn football is just putrid. They're laying 22 and a half points. They're on the road in UConn. I know it's going to be rainy. It's rainy already right now here in the great garden state. But give me Duke laying 22 and a half points on the road against UConn. And lastly, the Miami Hurricanes have impressed me this season. I know it's only two or three games into the season. But they are playing on the road against Temple. 
a Temple team that got smoked by our Rutgers Scarlet Knights, which I'll touch on in a second. Give me Miami on the road against Temple, laying 23 points. Give me the Hurricanes this week. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention, listen, um, in 1980, I believe it was, at the Olympics, the United States hockey team shocked the world. It was either, yeah, it was 1980, I believe. Shocked the world and beat, at that point in time, was the Soviet Union in hockey. Miracles do exist. Give me the Scarlet Knights over the Michigan Wolverines today on the road in Ann Arbor at noon. Rutgers goes 4-0 today and not only covers the spread, wins outright against Michigan. Go are you. Go are you. John, take us away with track of the week or give me your thoughts on my college football nuggets. Listen, that Rutgers pick blew me away, man. I hope you're right. That would be amazing. Definitely going to follow on your other picks. Shout out to Waters in Utah. Also, shout out to my buddy Brent, who graduated Duke many years ago. Track of the week. I'm going to head into a song that uh, last week I went with a current track. This week I'm going with a song from uh, more than a few years ago. But it came to mind uh, because one of my games today was Atlanta at Detroit. So I got to put my hands up for Detroit. That's my track of the week this week. Put your hands up for Detroit. So as a segue from that track into my track, which is going to be another house track, it's a it's actually a brand new track from one of the members of Swedish House Mafia, Steve Angelo, and it's called What You Need, featuring who, spelled W-H with a big fat O or zero at the end of his name, and it's called What You Need. It just brings me back to the late 90s, early 2000s um, of that that kind of house music that got played. And I just, I fell in love with it this week when I heard it. The What You Need by Steve Angelo featuring Who as my track of the week. That wraps up week two for us. Week three of the NFL starts tomorrow. There are no games in the morning in London, but I believe that starts relatively soon. So, as we say, may your bets be sharp and your cashes be bountiful. We shall see all of you next week for week three of Wagers Ragers and week four of the NFL. Good luck, everybody. Go are you, go Jets, go Eagles. Later. <laughs>